Welcome in, everybody, to episode 49 of the Far End of the Bench podcast with myself, Jimmy Pilato, and Nico Bryant. And this is a very special episode because we just got back from the All-Star game at Coors Field in downtown Denver, Lodo, for those of you who live around that area. And that was an amazing time. But we also have tons of other sports to get to. We have our segments. So it's a jam-packed episode once again. This has been a fun couple months. We're at episode 49. So by the time Nico and I actually recorded another episode in person, it'll be episode 50. And then we got the year anniversary episode coming up as well. So a lot of great things coming your way. Be sure to follow us at FEOTB pod on all of our social medias, subscribe to our YouTube channel, the far end of the bench. If you're subscribed already unsubscribe and resubscribe and also leave a like and a comment. If you're on your podcasting platform, subscribe and leave a five-star rating with a review because if you have a five-star rating, we will read the review on the podcast. But uh, other than that, every Wednesday, you can catch the premiere of this, sh- this ep- of the new episodes every Wednesday, 1 to 3 p.m. Eastern, unhingedsn.airtime.pro. Um, but, yeah, that's, that's where you can find everything regarding the far end of the bench. Nico, you know, Shohei, I feel like Shohei kind of underperformed a little bit. Didn't, didn't have the best weekend here in the Mile High City. Yeah, he still hit 100 miles per hour on the gun. The dude just was running out of there. No pun intended here in the Mile High City. It's a little bit different from Japan to Colorado. There's a little bit of a sea level difference, huh? Just a little bit. Bench warmers, welcome in to another episode of the Far End of the Bench podcast. This time for my center of attention, uh, we're recording this right after Nico and I got back from the All-Star game out in Denver at Coors Field. Great three-day stretch of baseball and uh, it was, you know, one of those experiences that I think you can kind of look back on every now and then and go, wow, I, I was there when. Um, so we were super excited about that. And um, it was a great, great event, given the circumstances of what happened Saturday night into Sunday morning and us waking up Sunday and kind of having to decide on the fly, you know, we're, we're still going to go through with this thing. We're still going to. Um, go downtown and and go past this it was uh honestly i think a wake-up call for the city if i was a rockies executive if i was a rockies owner at this point i would take a look at this weekend and and see the amount of fanfare the amount of people who not just came to the game for the all-star game and the home run derby but the people going to the convention center how many people do you get into the convention center and see all the history, the hall of fame exhibits. That's how you grow this game. I think for what Coors field and this whole, the whole city of Denver had to prepare for what happened this weekend. I think it was an amazing feat. What they pulled off is nothing short of a miracle. The fact that you were able for what some cities have to spend three years planning for, you were able to pull off in 13 months or 13 weeks. Hats off to you. Uh, but my center of attention this week, just bringing attention to Coors Field and the people who work there, because uh, this weekend for All-Star Weekend was a hell of a venue. 
Welcome in, ladies and gentlemen, to episode 49 of The Far End of the Bench. Now, this may seem a little bit strange, but uh, Nico and I were just with each other. We ended up going our separate ways, and we're going to record this episode once again over Zoom so that we can get to bed because we got two days down of the All-Star Weekend. Yeah, we got two days down of the All-Star Weekend so far. We got another day left to go. Uh, But, man, what – this was definitely worth the money that we spent on the tickets. This has been a blast these last few days just to see, you know, if nothing else, just to see go go down and be around that many people again because tonight was jam-packed. Like yesterday, oh, there was some room to maneuver at the stadium. Today at Coors Field was jam-packed. Man, it, it was it was so unreal, man, because talk about – I mean, we, we haven't been to the All-Star game yet. After you're listening to this, you'll hear about after when we, when we get to that. But man, the 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 first on Sunday was so much fun, man. We, let's let's start with that because Sunday Sunday was more of our day to enjoy the environment. Monday and Tuesday yeah. were the days where we're like, oh crap, let's get the perfect spot and, and try to try to get ourselves set. Uh, but Sunday yeah. we it was so much fun. We got to drink beers up top, um, which was which was a lot of fun. Watch watch. Got to watch the Euros. Yeah, watched the Euros at we, the same time as the we watched game. the ending of the Euros as everybody else. So that was that was uh, that was like the first time that I'd actually seen that kind of a reaction for a soccer game. But hey, yeah. it was it was what it was. Viva Italia! Yeah, it was it was a lot of fun up there. Um, and then then we got to then we decided to walk around, and of course there was no one basically there. I mean, it, like it wasn't no one, but it was there was like a quarter capacity. I would say even less, maybe 20 percent capacity there for the yeah. celebrity game, which you all were seeing Sunday night. We were there Saturday, or sorry, you all seeing Monday night. We were there Sunday um, because that's when yep. it was nationally televised. But yeah, that it was fun, man. Like like I said, this this is my. First, oh, I won't say first. My second, my first one, I'll remember completely. My first All Star game was the Denver Nuggets when they had an 05, but I didn't get to go to the game. I was only at the dunk contest, which I mean was fun, but I don't remember a thing. So this mm-hmm. is technically my first ever All Star game weekend, week, whatever you want to call it. And man, it's it's so cool. The circumstances are super weird. Don't get me wrong, but it it is it is exciting, man. Yeah, I mean, I think yesterday. Uh, let's just let's go back to starting off with, with what we had yesterday. Uh, we wake up Sunday morning to the news being four suspects and a whole bunch of weapons and ammunition were found like a, a block away from the ballpark. Luckily, that was that was uh, police determined that that was going to be the only threat. There wasn't anything else there, so it was still deemed safe to go downtown. But you wake up Sunday morning to that, and you're like, well. Futures game starts at one. So I guess I'll be down there in a couple hours. Hopefully everything clears out. Yeah, um, God, God, God bless that, that made God bless the, the police officers. I mean, there, there mm-hmm. wasn't a moment where either of us were walking around where we didn't feel like feel insecure, felt, felt, didn't feel safe. Every single per every single block, uh, all the police force out there um, in full force. And they were making sure our safety was perfect. And I could not be more thankful for that. Cause I mean, it definitely was scary. I mean, Sunday mm-hmm. we all woke up seeing that be like, Oh my God, what's, what's going on. What's what, what the heck's going on. And God works in mysterious ways. And I'm so, so thankful for that maid. I'm not sure if they're going to be honoring her. I don't think she wants to be her face all over the news. Um, but she that 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 maid is 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 a is a hero. I'll tell you that. Mm-hmm. 
yeah, she uh, ended up giving the tip to law enforcement. And then, I mean, even since then, we were just down there. Uh, we're recording this like right after we got back from the home run derby. So that's that's why you hear a little bit of rasp in our voice. It's it's later than uh, I think everybody would like to be up. But even in the past 24 hours since the initial discovery was found, there hasn't been a moment where I was like, other other than that that stupid brawl that we had to to somehow oh maneuver around leaving God. the stadium tonight. But <laughs> we'll, we'll other than that, that, there hasn't yeah, we'll, yeah there hasn't been a moment where I've been like. You know what? I'm a little bit nervous to be down there. Uh, the, the everything only, has been. Yeah, everything like, has been A plus. But the only thing nervous I had was the amount of people breathing on my back while we were in the light rail coming back home. That's the only, the, the, the holding uh, on to the wall, the holding on to the ceiling. I haven't been like, look, like the last time I was in a packed light rail like that was like a Broncos game two years ago. Like it hasn't mm-hmm. been like that in so long, and it was like like it was an experience. I, like it, it was weird because people had masks, and then there was us just chilling there, kind of joking around, just talking to whoever and holding on to whatever we could. So it was kind of funny. But the light rail is a fun experience going to Rockies, Broncos, or Nuggets games or Abs games. Um, but yeah, that was the only time I was like, man, someone started to fight. There's really not much we can do while we're in here. Yeah. Um... The finishing up Sunday, so we we watched the Futures Net game. Uh, One Republic did their concert. I didn't pay much attention to that. Two, I don't know yeah, if you it was were. Two song. Yeah, we didn't really pay a whole yeah. lot. We were walking around. It was like, like yeah. It was it was three songs. We ended up somehow in the left field bleachers, uh, which will end up being a theme throughout the weekend. Apparently, because we ended yeah, up in the left field bleachers. Yeah, and we, we, uh, we, won't, we won't reveal secrets, but we 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 know our way. <laughs> we know we know some people. That's all. That's all we'll it's, say. it's a benefit of being a local. So if you're listening to this and you traveled in, sorry, but you, you got to figure out your own way to get around that ballpark. <laughs> yeah. Um, but uh, we got to see Grubauer play. We got to see Von Miller and Brandon McManus all yeah, play in the Celebrity All-Star game. Will the Thrill was there. Yeah, uh, Will Barton too. Will Barton was there. Uh, Masvidal was there. Um, yeah. Kane Brown. Kane Brown is a big name. The- yeah, Big name. he ended up having one of the home runs. Yep, Captain America, Anthony Mackey, uh, yep. uh, Quavo, Quavo, not Juancho, not not Quavo. Not, Quavo uh, struck out DK. Remember that? Yeah, D- struck DK out struck DK out twice. Guy. By the way, not once but twice. And it's like I'm a bad. You saw the video on on Sunday. I am a terrible hitter, but you know what? I ain't DK Metcalf, and I will not strike out in a softball game twice, especially. I'm not that bad. Oh man. The, 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 to think all you ha- all he had to do is put something in play and he's fast enough to beat out a 40 foot base path, but no, can't even do that. Struck out. I think he struck out looking the first time and struck out swinging the second time. Uh-oh. Yeah. Our team, like I mean, we, we took in team Helton as our own because of the amount of guys that was on that team because but of the Todd father. Them. Yeah. Because of the Todd father and then all the Nugs, Avs, Broncos guys were all on that team, and they just murdered them. The other team had no chance. It was a bunch of TikTok stars on that team. We had the real athletes that were going hard and and, and just losing their mind. It was funny. Did you see uh, Jenny Finch ended up being on the mound in the third inning? Did you see the couple guys were like, okay, throw like a real softball pitch. Let's, let me see oh, how this she goes. Was rolling him in. She, she was it getting was, torched. She was getting torched yeah. in the first two innings because it's softball. She can't do much about that. And she was like, screw this. I'm just going to throw heat at you. And they couldn't touch it. It was hilarious. Yeah. 
there was two guys. The one I remember was Kane Brown came up and he like, there was like words exchanged and I'm basically going, I kind of want to see what your fastball looks like. So then Jenny Finch was like, her eyes sure went. About that. <laughs> and then Kane Brown was like, all right, I got one. I got one. And then she does it again for the second one. He's like, can you toss it again? Can you like just. <laughs> Kane Brown, you're not that guy, pal. You're not that guy. No. <laughs> you're, you're really not. Jenny Finch is a, is an Olympic softballist, like one of the greatest softball players of all time. There's a reason why. She is like a staple in the softball game every single year. And you can always count on either her getting a home run or, or striking somebody out. Yeah. She was uh, fun to watch. And it was funny too. Quavo struck out DK Metcalf. And then the next girl came up was like Jojo Swinehart or something. Another Siwa, softball. Jojo like, Siwa. Yeah. yeah. So Jojo Siwa, an Olympic softball player. And she just hits an absolute missile off of Quavo after he struck out DK Metcalf, who looks like he was uh DK Metcalf looks like that kid on the playground who like purposely went, he's in sixth grade, but he purposely went down to the second grade field. Oh, like, yeah. I, yeah. I'm not we, sure. We're all on the same level. I don't think Jojo is a softball player. I'm pretty sure she's like a, a, a reality TV star. I, I, I'm she pretty might. sure. Yeah, uh, I think – yeah, that's what got her into the game was her YouTube channel. I remember them saying right, that now. I don't know. She was I, good. That was the yeah, only she was, thing. She was Baron DK. She was a lot Baron DK. And also, the other highlight of the of the game, softball game, was Grubauer's new, brand-new cut, man. He's looking fresh. Going to be starring yeah. in some movies here soon with that cut, huh? Oh, man. <laughs> for, for those, I, for I those just, who – yeah, for those who didn't see that, Grubauer joked around. They joked around with him on the big screen. Said Phil Grubauer called out Avalanche goalie and had a Will Ferrell picture next to him. Man, he, oh, uh, I can just imagine the conversations that were happening in between innings because he batted last. He was dead last in the order. They're like, listen, we know that you don't know what you're doing. Just go out there and, and try and emulate what you see. Like, act like it's a bouncing puck and you're chopping it down. That, that's all I can do. You're here okay, to get a- I, uh, and you're here to get a fan reaction because you know everyone's going to yell grew out and then that's the <laughs> most fan reaction the celebrity all-star game got yeah he got the biggest ovation uh of sunday I'd say we, i guess we, it's not yeah, yeah it, it's not fair to say for sunday because we weren't there when the first when toglia hit his first home run i'm sure that was electric because that was huge in the future game um and then the Miz, that was cool to know that the Miz was in Denver. I know that he's not as big as he used to be, but as a former WWE fan, having the Miz there was kind of cool. He's an Indians fan, so he's he's miserable. But it was a little little cringy, I won't lie. But that's 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 him though. I that's mean, that whole thing. Like that's the, like it, it was like it was like because Spilly Ryan Spielberg's former Colorado Rocky was the PA guy for the Homer Derby on Sunday or Monday. And mm-hmm. the Miz was the PA guy, I guess, for the celebrity game. And I was like, eh, you're doing a little too much, pal. Like, I, like I, I, I get it. It's your shtick. But, like, get, let, let me hear from Todd Helton. Let me hear from Vinny Castilla, the legend yeah. who hit a homer. Let me hear from Masvidal, Vaughn, whoever. Ask Vaughn about good old A-Rod, how, how Aaron Rodgers, how, how he's doing, you know. Just throw in that question. Ask Will Barton if he's gone on riding horses with Jokic yet this summer. Like, there, there's more things you could have done. 
It was strange. That's honestly, that's the most celebrity all-star game that I've ever watched. I don't think I've ever stayed up past the home run derby and watched it on TV. Oh, I don't think I've ever done that either. <laughs> so you're not the only it, one. Yeah, no, it was a, a fun time. And yesterday it was cool to get back in the stadium. I would say yesterday's capacity was more like a regular Rockies game where it's not going to be packed, but there was still. There's that. That's a, that's a two o'clock Monday games to crowd. Well, There's always, yeah, no. it's, it's, it's not going to be what the home of Derby and also game looks like every night, but the Rockies still sell out pretty good. We do have the best record in baseball at home. Just going to point that out. We don't talk about the road though. Yeah, I'll I'll put the caveat there that if it was a regular Rockies Sunday afternoon game, that's probably as many people, maybe a little bit more would have been there. So it was cool to get around. We went through the convention center. You've seen all the videos by this point. I got some quick feet. I'm not going to lie. I got some fast feet. I, I think I surprised Alan because oh, very honestly, much I surprised so, myself yeah. a little bit. Um, but yeah, no, I got the two feet in, two feet out, and the icky shuffle. And then otherwise on the agility ladder, it, it ain't happening. We sprinted 60-meter dash, and uh, I pulled the true lineman move. And as soon as I felt my hamstrings start tightening up, I was like, yep, yeah, oh, good. I will uh, concede this one and meet you guys down there in the batting cages and see what happens. Yeah, I don't know yeah. why we went that way anyways, because those were the T-ball ones. The, the real pitching ones yeah. were over. We didn't we didn't even need to go to that area, but there we were almost pulling a hamstring. <laughs> yeah, we needed to get my big fat, my big ass sweating and, and make sure that I was absolutely toasted by the time we were walking through the MLB auction with the $3.3 million Mickey Mantle card. And I'm like, I hope I don't sweat on the glass. I can't oh, yeah. stop. Oh my gosh, the the they they brought out a limo, they brought out security for this Mickey Mantle card. I don't even mm. remember seeing it because I'm pretty sure they have it locked away, but they had like pictures of like different cards that were similar. They didn't have the actual one out on display, which I'm pretty sure that they're they're giving out on Tuesday or the day before this thing this. But yeah, the all the memorabilia. Look, I'm not gonna sit here and tell you I'm the the biggest baseball geek in the world. Cause I'm not, I'm 100% not, but I cherish history and there is some mm. damn cool stuff in there. Obviously the Rocky stuff I loved because they had two of those vests in there when we, when we got to the world series and they had Todd, mm. or I think it was, yeah, it was Todd Helton's Jersey in there when we were in the world series, our only world series appearance. We don't talk about what happened, but it's there. Um, mm. They have stories helmet in there. They had, I think, Roberto. Larry Walker's that. shirt, the, that the, SpongeBob shirt. SpongeBob shirt, the, the legendary SpongeBob shirt. Yeah. Uh, they got a bunch of awesome stuff over there. If you're in the, oh, actually, I take that back. If you're this Wednesday, it's gone. But whenever the All Star game does come into town, whether it be NBA, NHL, MLB, I highly recommend going to the convention center or wherever it is that you should go to because. It's just a good time. Like we we expect to be in there for only thirty minutes, so we walked around everywhere and did a little bit of everything. Like I love trading cards. I checked out the trading card place. Got a Mike Trout card. Got a uh, a Pujols card. Pujols, yep. Pujols card. A uh, Brian Hayes rookie card. Who's I think he's pretty good on the Pirates. The Pirates suck, so it doesn't really matter. But the guy's pretty decent. I heard. Um. So there's there's it was a lot of a lot of good stuff around there. Yeah, and. Uh... We we went a little bit long around, but I would say that was a good taste. Like I would still go up to Cooperstown and visit the actual MLB Absolutely. Hall of Fame because they just had the one booth set up in the entire convention center floor of the Hall of Fame stuff. I would love to just walk around because uh, 
the Hall of Fame and the auction might have been my favorite two things. They had Hank Aaron's 714th home run ball, the one that tied Babe Ruth's record uh, in one of the dis- one of the display cases. I'm pretty sure the one that he broke the record on is up in the actual Hall of Fame in Cooperstown. So Sunday was super fun. And yeah, I, I didn't expect, I thought we would be going over to the rooftop at like 1245, like half time before the game started. But no, we were there for a while. And then Monday came along and you guys, uh, oh my God. we figured out a I, way so that we were close to the action. That's how I'll put it. Yeah, Instead of being almost, 490 feet away from the plate, we were like 415. I, I think we were, we were upwards of like 530 almost because the home run balls in front of us were like 495 and the ones in the concourse to the right was like 510, I think. So we were yeah. around like 520 to 540, I think. But yeah, we, we we got down there at three o'clock. Oh my God, I, I'm surprised I'm not sunburnt, man. I was I was cooking. Uh, but yeah, we got to we got to be at batting practice. Highlight of batting batting practice was the legend, the Bronco Hall of Famer Peyton Manning out there catching fly balls with Big Poppy. That was pretty sweet. I mean, he's wearing a Larry Walker jersey. One hall, one or the two most recent Colorado Hall of Famers. So that was pretty dope. Uh, but yeah, this the um, the I mean Otani hit a ball 510 feet and that wasn't even like the farthest hit ball on Monday like it was it was I mean it was just insane the batting practice and everything they were doing no one was trying to hit home runs every other time which is sweet and everybody was just was having a good time it was it was a very chill atmosphere it got a lot more hectic let's say at the end yeah the biggest thing I've been to games before. That's the first time that I've been to the bleachers in Coors Field. They are very easy to hit to. Just as easy as the video game makes it seem, everybody can hit it over the left field wall at Coors Field. That was one of the first times that I've been to a Rockies game, and I was like – I was trying to post stuff on our social media. I had videos and stuff that I wanted to get up, but I couldn't take my eyes off of where the ball was because we – I had to track where the ball was coming. There's eight out of 10 chance. Like it wasn't coming towards you, but those couple times it was like, if you don't get your head up right now, you're going to catch ball to the face and that's going to go on the internet. It's going to live forever, but you're not posting it. If you aren't ready, then you're a problem. Like you got to be, and they used to have it where the home run derby, you couldn't hit the next ball till the other ball landed. That's not a rule anymore. They just go and right after one after the next, just keep going. And while you're trying to track one ball, another ball's coming the other direction. So you can, if you know one ball's gone, you gotta put your eyes back on the batter. It's it's kind of insane. We, I mean, we almost caught a ball in batting practice. We yep. at the end of batting practice. <laughs> Shout out Jonah Star for going oh up three God. rows trying almost to catch that mo- thing <laughs> almost uh obj to a baseball for us but didn't wasn't able to get it's it. the highest um, i've ever seen anybody jump in person it's it was incredible and then i thought he oh, i thought he broke his back when he landed but he was good got got beer poured on him and the whole thing if you really didn't try to jump for a home run ball were you really at the home run derby i mean like it was it was like we were out of distance where we were standing mm-hmm. unfortunately but man it like you every time like the ball was hit in our direction, we tap each other on the shoulder. Nico, Nico, Jimmy, 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 Alan, Alan, Jonah, the ball, ball. We were like always 
it didn't matter who was up. We were just like, look, ball, 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 like, like ready to go. Unfortunately, no ball. That was the sad part. But oh man, that that was a once in a lifetime experience. I would argue and say that's. Guess I'm being biased here, but that's one of the most historic home run derbies we've ever seen. Between the amount of records that were broken, the amount of the, the participants, whatever it may be, like that is one of the most historic um, home run derbies I think we've we've had in recent history, at least. It was exciting all the way down to the end, even though even though it was in Colorado, it was still like it wasn't. Shohei Otani only hit twenty four home runs. Everybody thought he was going to come out 24. in Colorado and go. Duh, I know, but Pete Alonso decided to drop thirty five on everybody 35. in the first round. But everybody thought Shohei coming into the Derby was going to hit fifty home runs in his first round, and it, it turns out experience in the Derby is what pays off. Peter Alonso is the reigning, defending, two-time home run derby champion. Two-time home run derby champion. He's been every year that he's been in the majors. He's won the home run derby. I don't know what that means. Which is only twice, but still. I mean, look, Shohei Otani. He forgot to play into a factor that we play at one mile above sea level over here. The ball travels faster, but you get out of breath so quickly. So quickly. Otani was, I mean, they went that first round matchup against Soto. So much fun. They got to a tie. They went to a tie again, and then they went to a swing off. We all knew Otani was just dead. The poor guy, everybody was out. I mean, he definitely felt the pressure. He 100% felt the pressure. And he hit some bombs. Like he was sending them, but it was only for one round, unfortunately. But man, it was the Otani put on a show. Like I said, that some of those balls that were hit. Like the the balls in right field, like the balls from left hand hitters don't look look farther than the ones in the left, just because it's it's a shorter field in the left. But man, some of those balls that were hit were just out of like, and that's that's one of the reasons why P. Alonso won too. He was pacing himself. He was the guy just going up there. Some of these guys were just going one after one after one. Lonzo swung, let the ball go, breathe. Swing again. Some of the guys were just going one after another, and that altitude, man, it kicked in so fast. Yeah, you you could also tell that he was doing that. I said it. I said it when we were on the light rail jam packed together like sardines to one of the guys we were talking to. He'd never hit one that you were like, maybe that's out. But when Pete Alonso hit a home run tonight, all of the home runs that he hit throughout the entire thing. It was no doubters dead out of here onto the concourse. I was standing in line to go get a beer, like thinking, "Oh, it's Pete Alonso. I know he won this and won the home run derby, but what's he really going to do tonight?" And then I'm like dodging, standing in line. It's like, "Get down, get down!" Jimmy, what do you mean, get down? This is the first time I'm hearing you yelling, "Get down!" No, push people. You should have pushed people out of the way. We used that high. I I didn't know you were getting out of the way. God damn, Jimmy. it was it was not it was not like they were hitting to the side of me, but they were I saw where they were bouncing on the concourse over by that hot dog stand and the tornado, which we've now had oh, two days so in a row. Fire. Oh my god, gonna it's, be three days in a row. Oh, man, that it's amazing. Dangerous. Yeah, we're gonna figure out a way to make it three days in a row. Uh, what else what else about the home run derby did you like? Uh, I mean, shout out into the shout rest? out yeah, shout out Trevor Story. Trevor Story balled out. I mean he upset probably a lot of people's like favorite because everyone was like, well, Tani won't be able to last so long. So Joey Gallo, 100% don't money on Joey Gallo. 
Trevor story. I mean, it wasn't necessarily Trevor that dominated. Gallo kind of just fumbled the bag. Let's put it that way. Put it nicely. He fumbled the bag big time. He was hitting a lot of lot of pop ups. Uh, but Trevor mm-hmm. Story was put on a show. Probably, I mean, may, maybe not the last show because there's rumors he may not be traded and that we get a first round compensation for him in the off season. But it was cool to see that. It was painful watching Nolan uh, give him water in a Cardinals uniform. But it's it's like. As you'll hear about the All-Star game, and we talk about that here in a minute, um, Nolan is the honorary Rocky fielder. <laughs> Let's put it that way. He's just wearing it different colors. That's all. Yeah, and it was a cool moment because uh, in order for Story to move on, uh, Gallo had to end up losing. He, he hit two home runs in a row. He needed to hit three to tie it, four to win it. He hit the two and then popped up the last two, and everybody got to give Trevor a nice curtain call, take off, wave of the cap, because <laughs> as much as I've been making this joke, it exactly was what I thought it was going to be. Like, everybody, look at Trevor Story, the next superstar that the Rockies are giving away. Trevor Story is like a 2016 model. He's only been in the league for a few years, played with Nolan Arenado. You can get him for the sole, low, low price of – We'll pay $50 million for his contract, just like Nolan Arenado. Yeah, well, well I'm, 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 I'm hoping the new management can get something and then we figure something out. Because, I, I, look, we'll talk about the Rockies more as the season goes on and a little bit more here and there. But the Rockies, like, we're a good home team. We just can't figure it out on the road. This is probably the best pitching staff that team has ever had. And we just can't figure it out on the road. But other than that, from the Derby, uh, the other big story, shout out Trey Mancini, man. That That's mm-hmm. such an awesome story. I lost so much money. <laughs> I, 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 Every I, bet I, that you put in on the Derby lost? Oh, my God. I had I had Gallo and Otani in the final as my hedge bet. I had I had Trevor Story winning it all, which I thought was looking pretty good. And then once Trevor lost, I threw money on Mancini. Little did I forget that Pete Alonso is a goddamn animal. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that Pete, the Trey Mancini story—it's awesome. The guy is an inspiration, and um, everything he deserves a stand ovation because the guy just lost <laughs> to a dude that just unreal that is built for the Derby. Let's put it that way. I don't know what it is, but he has proven he's built for the Derby shout out Trey Mancini. Like Nico was saying, I don't know why, like you saw Pete Alonzo. He was, he looked good going into that last round and you still went with, went with Mancini. Um, I but thought hey, maybe hey, Pete would get tired, but the dude didn't get tired. At he all. didn't get tired. I, I, thought I think he probably couldn't point. hit another 10. He didn't even use his bonus time. <laughs> ridiculous man Ugh, it was it was one it's of the unreal. more dominant performances I'm, I'm hoping he comes back next year and we get a three or a three peat or whatever i mean the balls won't fly as far as here in my city but wherever they are next year um i'm hoping he can defend because there's only been one one guy who's done it three times you know who it is yeah i know who it is i was gonna say he'd be the first person to hit to do it three times since ken griffey, ken griffey who also did yeah. it at course field for Coors his field, second yep. second so, so in he, history yeah it would Pete be Alonso repeating def- history. Yeah, Pete Alonso is definitely no Ken Griffey, but, I mean, he could etch his name in history, that's for sure. Ken Griffey won the home run derby contest because he got bored. That's how good Ken Griffey was. He could get bored and win these skills competitions. It was absolutely insane. I think 
when we go tomorrow, I think I got a cup, one of those old school. I showed you those long sleeve green ones that they had for the original all-star game logo. I think I might have to get one of those. I need I, to get, I, I need to get, a, I saw, yeah, I saw a guy walking around with the green Vinny Castilla national league all-star game jersey. I need to get one of those. That's what I'm going to look out for. Or one of the futures games jerseys. Cause those futures games jerseys. Oh my Lord. The national league ones with the purple accent. Oh my Lord. Have mercy. They should just, they should, I mean, I, I'm going to, they should have just worn those as the actual ones, but whatever i know i'm gonna i know I'm, I'm i've said this every single week since the jerseys were released that they're terrible but they really are and i'm not gonna get over it because we got robbed of absolutely legendary jerseys it was a legendary Sorry. run derby so it was no, I, I i i get it but uh now you guys are gonna hear our reaction to the actual all-star game and then we'll get into the rest of the show uh but don't go anywhere that's coming up here on the far end of the bench All right, we, uh, you've heard our discussion about the Home Run Derby. We recorded that last night, and now we're coming back again late Tuesday night, putting in that work, grinding, burning the midnight oil. We just got back from the All-Star game, and uh, the American League comes away with a victory, but this was uh, kind of the cherry on top of, of the whole weekend, I would say. Uh, oh, I think I, this, is the, the, this yeah. was the most people that we saw, and, and this was – you know, it was exciting. There was a buzz about tonight, a little bit more. Oh, oh, I can't feel my legs. We've been standing for a total of 48 hours. We went, for, I mean, because like I said, we, we, we know how to, we know how to play our stadium a little bit over here in Colorado. When you're a hometown fan, you know how to anchor, move your way around a little bit. So we were standing in left field in the all-star game, very, very close to where we were standing for the home run derby again. And man, it, the, look, the, Homer Derby was so much fun. Don't get me wrong. But the All-Star game, man, it was just – it's it's the best – I don't know how many players. I would I think maybe like 40 players, best 40 players in the world, but maybe upwards of 30 players in the world, yeah. all in the same field, all in your backyard, all in the most hitter-friendly ballpark in, in baseball. I mean, you could not write it more better than that. And there were so many fun things about the All-Star game, too, that happened. I think, too, you got to see how the whole community comes around surrounding the events at Coors Field um, tonight and tonight and last night. So for the All-Star Game and Home Run Derby, I think a good gauge as to how many people were at Coors Field was probably around a playoff game. You said it was kind of like when you were at there at Coors Field for 2007 when we clinched going to the World Series. Yeah, the last time I've seen it that full in person – in person, because I I didn't mm. go to because last time the Rockies were in the playoffs, um when when they were because I I was in Arizona during that time last I went to the the uh, Rockies playoff wild card game a few years back against the Diamondbacks that's the last time I went to a playoff game in Colorado um was the 2007 World Series so I haven't seen that place packed I've seen it packed that or close to that because of the July 4th and they always had the fireworks yeah. and and. Um, like Father's Day always is packed from the very, very brink. Um, Mother's Day also is, is very, very similar in that way. But, man, that that place was moving. It was funny. We were talking uh, as we were entering the stadium. It was like that hot dog stand. There's, there's, if you live in Colorado, you know the hot dog guy. Sells $1, $2 hot dogs, and you can bring them in the stadium. And that guy has been there for 26 years. 
basically the whole time the Rockets have been in, in existence. And that just shows the, 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 what this town does and how much it embraces baseball in a way that the world doesn't see. And then you, you see Coors, oh, it's just a hitter's friend of Bar, Bar Park. They don't really deserve a team because they don't, they don't cherish it and blah, blah, blah. I'll tell you right now, it's not on us fans because we, we, I saw so many Rocky jerseys. That look, you want to say people coming out of town, nine, about 80% of that stadium was filled with someone in Rocky's gear. I saw jerseys all the way from Vinny Castilla to Troy Tulowitzki to Matt Holiday. I had my Matt Holiday jersey on in the Homer Derby to uh, yeah. DJ Ubaldo Mayhew. Jimenez. Ubaldo, man. We, I mean, you you saw every type of jersey. This this city embraced this weekend, um, and it shows that this that this is a baseball town in essence. We're nowhere near that, but the city loves baseball. Yeah, all it takes. I mean just the same way that they have the culture in St. Louis surrounding the Cardinals. It could be that same way here in Colorado with the Rockies. It would just take management, putting together a team that's worth watching the entire season. I, I will give the Rockies credit and say when they're at home, their home series are very enticing to watch them on the road is another story, but we don't have to talk about that. Um, some notable things for the all-star game. Shohei Otani, Shohei Otani becomes the first person I believe to compete in the home run derby pitch and hit in the all-star game led off uh, the all-star game and then pitched the bottom of the first inning for the American league. Um, this dude is, is that good? Like he is, he is a he's, a, he's a cultural talent. foot. Yes. Yes. There you go. He's a cultural phenomenon, a generation, generational talent. Like where you, we will probably have to wait another 15 years to see somebody close to this. Yeah, I mean, look, this this kid is just unreal. Like, like I I was listening to interviews, pregame interviews, or or and post the Auburn Derby. He he is in essence one hundred percent kid still in a candy store. He is he is enjoying the game. He is having fun. You could see like this this whole weekend was the that was the Shohei show. Was no pun intended. Was the Shohei show, and he like. There, there's a reason he got the, I would say, the third biggest ovation outside of Herman and Nolan. Um, but the third biggest ovation out of everyone there, maybe next to Boba Shed, that was the next biggest. Um, but he, he, like everyone, he was the one of the, he was the main attraction. It's, it's, it's very rare you see a player in his first, second year, whatever it may be, become the main attraction. But what this kid is able to – I mean, I'm, I'm talking to him as a kid, and he's 27 years old. But still, what he's able to do is just unreal. And he is going to be – like, he is going to be a mainstay in the All-Star game. And hopefully the Angels – that's another organization that needs to figure out. They have two generational talents, and they haven't done anything with either of them. So hopefully they're able to figure it out. But Otani is, is – is that guy? <laughs> he he is unbelievable, man. He's worth the hype for sure. It's incredible. Like he plays the game at a professional level the way I see a lot of guys play at the high school level. Like I've seen guys at the high school level warm up their pitching motion in the outfield and then go take BP. But I've never seen a professional pitcher go warm up his arm in the outfield yesterday and then go take BP before the home run derby because he's gonna go slug it out with the best of them. Uh, so Otani was a, a cool story. I want to give a big shout out to Herman Marquez as well. He pitched one inning, had one strikeout, and uh, went three up, three down. So he had a, a great outing. I thought they was. I feel like they should have left him in for more than an inning. Should have been the starter. They gave they, they gave the uh, 
Oh, what team Burns. was it? Burns Burns was the guy who had uh, what, 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 two, two innings. Winning. I didn't understand that, but whatever. I, I don't care. I don't hey, know. He got credited with the loss, so maybe it was a blessing in disguise. Yeah, that, that's true. Because 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 I mean, maybe they didn't want Marquez to face Otani and have Otani send him deep. So I mean, there, there's there's thoughts about it. But yeah, that it was it was good to see Herman out there. Herman was an animal. Um, I want to add a quick one quick more thing to the Shohei thing is this is this is this shows how far the game of baseball has grown. We have a Japanese pitcher as the, the winning pitcher. The closing pitcher is Australian, Liam, Liam Hendricks. And the MVP is Dominican. That mm-hmm. shows how far the baseball has come and how much of a worldwide sport it is. So that was really, really cool. But going back to Herman, man, it's he should have been a starter, no doubt about that. But it, it was cool to see him out there as the lone all-star, unfortunately, for the Rockies. It was really cool to see how everybody, too, at, at Coors Field, like the guys for the Rockies, I felt the same way last night with Trevor um, when he was announced for the Home Run Derby. The Colorado fa- fans, all those Rockies jerseys that we saw, came out in force for their guys. Like We all understood. I, I feel like we all understood our, we are nowhere near the top of the league, so we deserve to only have two people competing in anything this, this weekend. But, damn it, those two people that we have there, we're going to show out for those two. I think Trevor, especially after he beat Joey Gallo in the first round of the home run derby, and then Marquez, his uh, his ovation was really cool. And then seeing him dominate his inning that he got to pitch was another thing. Like, he's one of those special talents. When's the last time, besides Ubaldo Jimenez, the Rockies have had a star pitcher? This is this is arguably the best Rockies pitchers of all pitcher of all time. He's on the way to having that. And he's he's locked up for another four years. And another thing that just popped ahead as I'm talking about this, Nolan's ovation was well well deserved. Everyone saw the Nolan ovation when he came back from St. Louis for the first time. He got all that and so much more to, on, on Tuesday. He he was he was cheered. He everyone was rooting for him. Um, it's like we had another infielder out there even though we didn't it was almost as though he was the honorary rocky necessarily and i know he's playing st louis and i know this team is bad and it's far away from contention but this this opens people's eyes i'm sorry it does because look the rockies have been an organization that no one ever thinks about going to in free agency like no one ever thinks about it now people see how we treated Nolan, even though he's gone. People see how we treated Herman Marquez. People see Peyton Manning throwing the first pitch out in the all-star game for a team he wasn't even drafted to in a city that brought him in. Colorado is a place that people want to be here. And I th- and hopefully eventually this not even only ties the Rockies, but Nuggets, Avalanche, and Broncos. Broncos already have that stick behind it. But I'll talk about Nuggets and Avalanche as well. All, all the teams, Rockies especially, can now bring in free agents, bring in players that are like, you know what? They have a passionate fan base. They have, they've had great players over the years. They just have, have been really, really fucked by some management. <laughs> that is the best way you can put it. Because this team was a playoff team not even a year and a half ago, two years ago. And we were talking about, oh man, Nolan is the best third, ba- one of the best third basemen of all time. This could be one of the best infields of all time, and blah blah blah. And here we are now with only one All Star and and bottom half of the league. And 
what what this is showing yes i'm being 100 biased here because i live in colorado but as a guy who doesn't root for the rockies a lot yes i'm i'm one of those guys the rockies are my fourth favorite colorado team i'm just gonna say it but this is enjoyed i've enjoyed baseball much more now because of being at this event and seeing the mm-hmm. way seeing the way no one was treated seeing the way herman was treated um and 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 guys like bo bachette too whose dad played for the rockies I mean, it's it's the city wants it. The city wants it. You have the, one of the most beautiful, I'd arguably say the most beautiful stadium in baseball with the mountain backdrop and behind you the city backdrop. Um, it's it's one to behold. And man, oh man, it, it was it was a lot of fun. The All Star was so much fun. That was one of the main things we got told on those posts that we had uh, the the stuff that we put on our social media at FEOTB Pod the first thing people will talk about is like that sunset is just incredible behind the, the scoreboarding and getting back into the field of play. So it was a, a great showing for Coors Field, the ovations for Bichette, Arenado, Herman Marquez, Trevor Story. Like we understand it. Like Colorado is not a fan base that doesn't understand baseball and doesn't understand the great players of baseball. And I think that's what was really exemplified this weekend with everything that was done, um, including, you know, the McGregor Square stuff with the MLB draft. I feel like there was Colorado's not necessarily seen as like a New York and L.A. where you'd go to have a major sporting event. But I can't think of one bad thing that happened this weekend downtown. Like draft went off without a hitch. Convention center was great. All the different sporting events were great. Like all, all in all, this was a win for the MLB. Oh, 100%. And the circumstance that happened with it was very weird. The jerseys, I was saying it during the, the warm-ups. I was like, damn, those jerseys do look good. Because they grew on me. They did. Yeah. I, I, I've been shitting on them for three weeks now. And I was like, damn, man, those look good. I mean, I, like, I, I am the biggest stickler for, for getting shit when, wherever you go to a sporting event. Wherever I'm at a sporting event, wherever it may be, I try to get something. Whether it be a hat, a shirt, I got I got shit talks because I wore a Rangers shirt on Sunday. But I, that's when I got it when I went to the Rangers game. Like I, I just get stuff because it's cool. It's sports. It's part of the atmosphere, and you want to be a part of it. And I got so much crap and so many things for the All Star Weekend that I mean, look, the the game was was unreal. I mean, let's mm-hmm. let let's 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 talk about this home run ball that we are five feet away from. Oh my word! We so where we where we're standing, back left field. We stood all the All Star game, all the home run derby. So yes, my legs are shot. Just a heads up. <laughs> but this home run ball, we can't necessarily see Vladdy. We we can kind of see them, but it's like an ant in our rear view of the batter and, and the outfield. And, and we watched the replay. Vladdy knew that shit was gone. He he knew what it was. And we saw the ball come. We were like, oh my God, here it comes. Oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. And it landed five feet to the left of us. It bounced off a of dude's glove and then dropped to the floor, and the idiot that dropped it, we had a guy run past us, dive on the ground for it. He didn't get it. I'm on the and concrete. Like, we, he was way more into it than I was. Oh, man. I, I looked I looked back at back at Jonah and Alan, and I looked at you, and I was like, 
we just fucked up. I, I, literally, I literally was like, God damn it, we were that close. And that was that was the 200th home run in the history of the of the of the All Star game. It was Vladdy Jr. I mean, I mean, oh man. And we didn't think about a process. The guy didn't process it who had the ball. Apparently, the people next to us was like, you should have raised that ball. You should have made sure you got someone's attention because they might want that ball back. And there's no way of necessarily verifying that that's the ball. You know what I mean? So th- so I understand because he could have got a bat. He could have got so much shit for that thing. Well, that thing. That was, that was the that thing. Ball, man. I was going to say he's now one of three families to have two people in their family home run in the All-Star game, joining the Bonds, the Griffies, and now the Guerreros, Vlad Sr. and Vlad Jr., so that ball has a ton of historical historical five, significance for the MLB. Five feet away from us, Jimmy. Oh my God, I'm gonna lose sleep over that. We should have we should have pushed people. We should have fucking. Oh my God. I'm I'm ex- I'm okay with it oh. because I bought the dude who ended up fighting for it a beer, and uh, I ended up getting a picture holding the ball. So, man, I'm, the, I'm the, okay that, with it. That that experience was so much fun. Like I said, Vladdy Jr. Because I was having this conversation because once I saw the jerseys, I was like, I got to get one now. I'm not, I'm going to use the Fanatics link, which you should use in our link tree, small plug, but you should use it. Um, I'm going to be using that link. And I may, I was thinking like, maybe I should get a Vlad one because, because the significance behind it. But I was like, maybe I should get Chris Bryant because the Bryant last name or maybe Herman, which, oh my, oh my God, trying to find Herman gear. They, they should have stacked it so high with Herman stuff. Cause I looked, mm. we were like, God damn, there's, I'm not paying for a $200 Jersey in person. I'm sorry. It's not happening. And I couldn't find a Herman shirt anywhere. That was the lone all-star we had. God damn. Give me something. I'm, I'm letting you take my money. Just give me what I want. And they weren't doing it. But, but yeah. man, yeah, the body and between body, Shohei, and um, man, you can go down the list of guys. Baseball is in good hands. Um it's 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 the, the all-star game was so much fun what vladdy is doing i remember watching his dad in the home run derby um and i believe it was san francisco i think it was mm-hmm. like back in like oh nine or something around that time i remember watching it that was probably one of the first home run derbies i watched and now i just saw his kid hit a ball five feet to, oh, to the left of me um so it's it's it was cool to see vladdy it's 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 he, he's, he's a special player he's a special player for sure. Um, that's going to wrap up our all-star game talk. Uh, it's going to be something that I'm going to remember for a long time. That was one of the cooler experiences that I've had live. So uh, hopefully you guys enjoyed all the different stuff that we put out and uh, yeah, go back and check out at FEOTB pod. You can see some of the videos that we took from the home run derby and then the all-star game as well up on our social medias. Uh, but now let's get into the break. And when we come back, we'll finish up with some of our segments here and wrap up episode 49 of the far end of the bench on the unhinged sports network bench warmers of the unhinged sports network we have business to tend to we are still partnered with fanatics the home for any kind of sports merchandise that you can think of 
And Nico, tell the people what they can find if they go to the Fanatics app in our bio at Pod. We got so much stuff you can get off Fanatics right now. NBA playoffs are about to start. NHL playoffs are starting as well. Both teams, you get any of your gear from Fanatics. Go get your jersey of fair team. If your team wins this a cup, go get game. your Fanatics gear. Uh, go get uh, go get the championship gear on Fanatics, excuse me. Um, we have baseball starting up as well. Our Rockies aren't the best, but you know what? There's all-star game gear on Fanatics. So if you're in the Colorado area, you want to go get um, some all-star game gear, go to the Fanatics, our Fanatics shop. And as well, man, the NFL draft just started. I know Jimmy's got his Joe Burrow jersey. Why don't you go get a Jamar Chase one now, those icy whites, or Go get yourself a Trevor Lawrence jersey, Justin Fields, or even if you're a Bronco fan, get you a Patrick Tristan number two. Yeah, there's a lot of great stuff. If you're a sports fan and you're not getting merchandise from Fanatics, I don't know what you're waiting for at this point. The best place to get all geared up, anything that you could want, any sport, any team, and it helps out the Unhinged Sports Network as well. Both ends, only one can leave. Hold on, wait a minute. That's not what we agreed on. This isn't a death match. What are you talking about? This isn't a death match. This is, not? This is just our podcast. What, what's our podcast called? Our podcast is the Dago Express. I told you this. All of this in an email. Oh, yeah. I don't check your email. Why don't you check? Why did you give me your email if you're not going to check your email? Well, it's just nice to give somebody something to write down. I thought you just wanted something to write down. No, that's not at all what I wanted you to do. Okay, well, tell me more about this podcast. This podcast is just a bunch of random nonsense. Me and you having a conversation with the microphone. That's all it is. Okay, and when can I listen to this podcast? Tuesdays at 11 a.m. And is it just going to be one place? No, it'll be on all your streaming platforms. So it's two brothers, both enter. One microphone. See what happens. Yeah, I like that a lot better. Yeah, that's nice. We'll go with that. Nico, the best part about 2021 and things starting to open back up again has to be... I mean, it's the bars opening up, man. We got the Nugs and Avs in the playoffs. And where, where else am I going to go watch them than our friends up at High Alpine Brewing, don't you think? I mean, it's a lot better than the alternative that we had to do last year, sitting at home, watching by yourself, and drinking beer. Now you can go out to one of the best, youngest breweries on the western slope of Colorado, out there in Gunnison, the High Alpine Brewing Company, and you can enjoy a great handcrafted beer brewed in the back of the brewery, actually. They hand-brew all of their different recipes that are on the menu, get a nice pizza, sit down and watch some playoff basketball or playoff hockey with... I think one of the coolest communities in the state of Colorado. They also just opened up their patio seating. So be sure to go check out Scott and the High Alpine Brewing Company. You can check them out on social media at High Alpine Brew. And if you're ever in that area, it'd be worth the drive to go take a little bit of a scenic route to Gunnison and enjoy a nice cold beer and some playoff sports with High Alpine Brewing Company. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you guys for sitting through those uh, partnership ads with fanatics.com and uh, the Dago Express podcast. That's a fun podcast. I don't, I, I was talking to you guys about it the other day. I don't know how we get in some of the conversations that we did, but if you want to figure out how many orcas we think it'll take down, it'll take to take down a megalodon, it's out there for you on the internet let's just, let's just let's just say jimmy's jimmy's idea of what a megalodon is is not real 
and the <laughs> Megalodon can handle much more than one orca, okay? That's all I'm going to say. It's Shark Week. Had a little, add a little bit of Shark Week into your lives. Well, just a little bit. Um, but, yeah, look, all All-Star Game stuff is on sale right now. As you're listening to this, on sale right now on Fanatics. So if you want to cop this shirt I'm wearing, cop a Rockies hat, whatever, Jimmy's Rockies hat, doesn't matter, go go Fanatics and get that on sale All-Star Game merch. Yeah, that's we were talking about that yesterday walking around the shop. Like, I don't want to spend 45 bucks on a shirt, but after Wednesday, I bet you it drops like 25 bucks. So I'll I'll be getting that. Link is in our bio at FEOTB pod. And with that being said, with all of the live sports that we've been to, plus the sports that we were watching, because Sunday night we went straight from the stadium at the futures and celebrity all-star game down to the NBA finals game. There still are plenty of candidates for bench warmer of the week. And I'll let you start because I have a couple people that I'm going to go off of, but I want to hear what you go first so that we don't have the same one. My bench warmer of the week. It's a guy. Let's see. Can you see it? No, it's that guy, the guy on the left, Connor McGregor, the idiot of Connor McGregor. Yes. We watched it. I watched the Saturday night. I watched the fights at home. And, and man, oh man, he is making a damn fool of himself as I'm trying to show him like, but he's making a damn fool of himself. He is made, he is, oh my God, he got his ass kicked. First of all, in the first round, there is no denying that he got his ass kicked. And then he comes out saying, well, it was a BS, whatever you broke your foot and it's the rules. You got your ass kicked. There it is. That's, that's the rules. That's the end of the story. But the amount of, look, it is, you're losing fans so quickly. Mm-hmm. The amount, look, it has gotten to a point where the Habib stuff is what took it over the top. And now we're at a point where, and it's getting, it's getting ridiculous because the Habib stuff, when he was going out his family and whatever, that was terrible. Now you're going at Poirier's wife. Poirier is one of the nicest, most down to earth UFC fighters you'll see. And one of the most humanitarian fighters too. And he, when you have to get Dustin to the point where he yells at you and flips you off you have done so many wrong things and connor is making a damn fool of himself he is this mma career very well maybe over completely over because dustin ain't gonna fight him again he ain't gonna take no scrub fight his next fight may be jake paul i hate to tell you like, tell you like that i don't want it to happen but that's the only fight he has left because everyone else in that division would whoop his ass like no other so connor mcgregor bench over the week I think he gets Michael Chandler when he gets healthy again. And I think Michael Chandler, Michael Chandler knocks his eat him head alive. Off. Eat yeah. him alive. Uh, that was a terrible, terrible look. And I think he thought he was trying to get away with it too, because you had to get some special footage of a different angle to come out to actually see what he was doing. First of all, Dustin Poirier's wife has been with him since they were 17. Like she's been through all of the up and ups and downs of his career. So if you're gonna try and entice somebody's wife she ain't going to be the one that's going to be swayed so easily. I'm sure that she was probably in Conor McGregor's DMs. I don't think that the DMs were about what he was insinuating. Probably like, my husband is going to kick your ass, ass, and we are going to make you regret that you took this fight again. 
And anyone that thinks Connor was going to win the second round, you obviously did not watch the last three minutes of the fight. And you're like, well, Dustin took him to the ground. That's Bush League. This is MMA. This ain't boxing. Go watch that shit show of boxing on uh, with Jake Paul and Logan Paul. This is MMA. If you don't know how to ground game, you don't know how to submission. You don't. I mean, Connor tried to try to guillotine at one point. That didn't work at all. But if you don't know how to work on the ground, I'm sorry. This ain't the sport for you, pal. It that doesn't make any sense. How do you think George St. Pierre had six of his title defenses? Because he could take everybody else down. That's part of it. You got to be able to stop it. Doesn't Poirier? And, and by the way, McGregor broke his leg on Poirier's elbow throwing a kick. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's I saw that video. that's what caused the initial weakened integrity when McGregor's leg actually snapped. So either way you want to look at it, the fact that there's already already the precedent set that the guy who breaks his leg automatically gives up the TKO loss because Anderson Silva, Chris Weidman have both given up those two things to TKO loss. And the fact that he broke it trying to attack Dustin Poirier, Poirier was going to win that fight no matter what. It goes five rounds. It goes three rounds. It goes the extra round and a half that it would have taken. Poirier is going to knock McGregor out or submit him. And I think a lot of people were hoping that he'd get submitted or he would submit him because that was plus 800 on the docket. But uh, it was a much better look for Connor to lose the way he did because his MMA career is up for grabs. His, he didn't get knocked out, didn't get TKO'd, he got injured. So now he can have the argument, well, I didn't get beat, so I get another fight. And he can sell it that way. Hey, he, he hasn't his- lost it. He's only lost like one fight, remember? Stupid thing. Yeah, he is losing fans so fast. Like he, like yeah. I'll be honest. I was, I was, I was a fan of him. I, I enjoyed watching him every time. Like every time Conor McGregor fights, a TV, he is on my TV. I guarantee you that he is an entertaining fighter. I enjoy watching him fight. But it's gotten to the point now where the man is just disrespectful to other human beings and wishing death upon someone and telling they're telling them that they're gonna walk out on a stretcher. Tough news, buddy. You're the one out on a stretcher. Karma comes full circle. I like it. I think that was, that needed to be said because that was ridiculous. Uh, my bench warmer of the week, since you got McGregor out in the open, uh, mine is going to be Shohei, Shohei Otani because I, now it was your first time in the home run derby. You put up a valiant effort and you went to a swing off, but you're the favorite and you're the favorite. Not, not only are you the favorite, you're plus 210. Like, you're just about damn near even to win this thing, almost to the point where people would have to spend more money to make money off of you. And you can't get out of the first round? Give the kid a little bit. It's a tough tough look. I know tomorrow I'm going to be so hyped when he's out on the mound and then he bats lead off, or actually it'll be he he bats lead off and then goes out to the mound. He probably jacks a home run first at bat. Watch, if if you're listening to this, I I tell that one would have got him to the next round. All he needed was one more. He would have got to the next round. So, Shohei Otani, my my bench warmer this week. Otani is the star of All Star Week or Week, whatever they're having it called. Um, But it's, I mean, the guy has a lot on his plate. Um, He's a kid. He went. I I said it right away. He was. He was. He was. He was flustered. He he was. He had all his pressure. I know he doesn't speak much English, but he had all his pressure, and he could feel it. He could 100% feel it, but um, yeah, the the kid is special. Arguably one of the greatest talents in baseball history. 
yeah, he'll come up again later on in these in these same segments because uh, he made the news inadvertently as well. But he did he made my bench warmer of the week. Now, most dominant team of the week. Who's who's the most dominant team of the week for you? My most dominant team of the week. I, I want to hear what yours is because I was teetering back on a couple here and there because because I wanted to pick one of the NBA Finals teams, but it's been so split. So I want to hear what yours is. Honestly, uh, I'm probably funny enough. I think I'm going to go with Italy. Ooh, okay, I like he, that. They gave up the goal two minutes in, but for the rest of that time, when we were standing there at the rooftop and they were showing some of the stats, Italy was on the attack after that first goal for 67 straight minutes. It went to PKs. They won it in PKs. Tony Soprano paid off the ref, maybe paid the English bully to take a dive. Either way. The Euro came back to Rome, where it belongs. It's and coming Team to Italy, Rome. It's coming Rome, baby. Team Italy is my most dominant team of the week. Yeah, that, I mean, they are, they, it was incredible. England was a heavy favorite. That's the only money I won all weekend, unfortunately. I threw, I won all my money on Italy and then lost it all at the home run derby. Uh, but yeah, that was, that's, that's, that's an easy one. For my, for my team of the week, I'm, I'm going to go the Milwaukee Bucks. I know this is a little bit surprising because they're down two one as you're listening to this, but the Bucks are are playing out of their mind. Game three was unreal, and it's not even necessarily the Bucks. It's number thirty four. Giannis mm-hmm. is just a look. He is the Greek freak for a reason. I think this series is go seven because Milwaukee has figured it out how to beat Phoenix now, and Budenholzer. I mean, people want to joke on Boonhoser that he's not a good coach, but this this series is going to be a very, very long one. Rest in peace, the Suns and Four guy. Thank God I don't have to hear that bullshit anymore. I'm so happy about that. Now it's Bucks and Seven. That's all I'm hoping for. That guy's finally got to come back here to Colorado and go back to his job, his day job. We think that we wanted him out and, and the Suns lose a game more than anybody. I'm sure his employer was like, dude, I get that you're making money. You're selling pictures of yourself for whatever reason. People are buying them. We got to get you back into work, though. We, we got to come back. Come back here. Um, yeah, they were Giannis. Giannis is that guy. Maybe Giannis can uh, pull himself a LeBron from, what was it, 27, 20, 2016. 2016. It was, 20, it was 2015 and, when he basically did everything himself, but they still lost. Uh, twenty sixteen. Was that the J.R. Smith? Was that the J.R. Smith meme? That was the, was that, that was two years after, but that was another yeah, year where was... he did everything too. That's another. There's a couple times when LeBron yeah. was the whole entire team um, for a uh, for a thing. Also, speaking of LeBron, Space Jam out for listening to this. I haven't seen it yet, but I'm excited. So um, this oh, I didn't be, even know it was yeah, out yet. I think it might be out Friday. Uh, they had the premiere okay. on, on Monday, so. Space Jam out this week. I'm excited to watch it. I know a lot of people aren't because it's LeBron and it's not MJ Space Jam, but I'm a basketball nerd and I like cartoons, so I'm going to watch it. I'll watch it only because I'm going to write a blog about it for the Unhinged Sports Network and tear it apart later. So oh that'll be fun gosh. for us. <laughs> oh I will give them credit. They made the Anthony J- they made the Anthony Davis joke, especially because the trailer that I saw is like, oh man, even LeBron's like, how you got to do my boy AD? They put Damian Lillard in purple. 
Like they're trying to put him in purple and gold. Don't do that to me, please. Space Jam. They, uh, they, they all, they always, they try, they, 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 they tamper enough where it doesn't look like tampering, but in reality, it is tampering just a little bit. Well, what do you think, Derek White and uh, and Will Barton were talking about yesterday? I love Derek the White softball game. Hey, hey, Derek White, see you, Buff. He's here for the buzz. Yeah, but Lips you here. think they were talking about the softball game? No, they were talking about, oh, where can I live? How hey, quickly I can mind. I get put I on the team? I wouldn't mind D. White here or DeJounte Murray because yeah. that's another rumor. I'm not, yeah, I'm not saying that I wouldn't mind him here. I'm just saying they're not talking about celebrity softball games. They're tampering with each other. That's the easiest way to put it. Uh, by the way, I think uh, I saw something today that if Dame is not going to be in Portland, best next best shot is Golden State. I saw that rumor too. Apparently, Golden State or or uh, Portland wanted Wiseman and and I think Clay, and they turned that down right away. I think they called about him, but the asking price is way too high. So that that that's also an intriguing thing to see what the asking price is. Kind of almost we're almost. I mean, I wouldn't say we're there, but we're almost in an Aaron Rodgers situation where the asking price may be too high that he's kind of just stuck. Yeah, so we'll see. I mean, well, it's a, like I said NBA offseason hasn't even started yet, so, so it gets true. wild real quickly. This is all illegal. Every single conversation between players right now is illegal, and it shouldn't be happening. But LeBron yeah. said it was okay, so Adam Silver is going to say, "Okay, LeBron said it's okay, everybody. We can go ahead and talk to each other. See who you can pull to your own market." Um, all right, that's that's most dominant team of the week. Now let's get into what's brewing presented by our friends at the high Alpine brewing company. Summer is winding down more quickly than we'd like to admit. So if you haven't been able to get up to high Alpine brewing company yet this summer, be sure to get up there and, and chill out on the patio, get a nice cold craft brew. Uh, what, what do you got for what's brewing? What is, what's on your mind for this? So my what's brewing and my off the hinges kind of tying together. First of all, Oh man, I didn't put them as bench room of the week. Cause I have too much pride for my, for my country. What the fuck are we doing, USA Basketball? Get your shit together. This is embarrassing. This team doesn't win gold. This team doesn't come back with gold. It is one of the biggest disgrace. I'm sorry. I I, I know. I, I know. I, I'm I'm the, probably the one that's that that's that shouldn't be saying this, but Team USA is the Team USA. You don't lose to it's 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 Canada and fucking hockey. It's basketball for us. You don't beat lose to the Americans when we play basketball. We whooped your ass for forty eight minutes, and you feel every single inch of it. Pause on that. I haven't said that in minutes. So pause on that. You feel every inch of this United States um, basketball team, and they lose to the, look. Shout out Nigeria and Australia. Shout out to Patty Mills in Australia. Shout out to Precious Achua, Joshua Kogi in Nigeria. Both two, two, two teams that have come a long way. But there is no one on this on no team on this earth that right now, outside of the Bucks and maybe the Suns, that around the world that plays on the national level that should touch what this American team is. You have Kevin Durant, Damian Lillard. That alone should be everyone in the everyone in the world. Alone, be everyone in the world. You added in Bradley Beal. You added in Bam Adebayo, Jason Tatum, who is the next rising star. I'm sorry, this ain't an All Star game anymore, brothers. This is this 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 is this is the real deal. This is do or die for your country. Putting on for your country. This ain't no more. Everybody get their touches. 
some point, y'all are going to have to realize Kevin Durant needs to be dropping 40 and same with Dame. Everybody better step the hell out of the way because I am not watching the Olympics and having my Team USA basketball win anything but gold because anything but that is a disappointment. And if you think I'm wrong, I'm telling you right now, that's a fact. If this team loses one game at all, it is a surprise they've lost back-to-back. It is the first time since the NBA joined the Olympics, 1992, that the U.S. has lost two or lost back-to-back games in general, lost back-to-back games, whether it be exhibitions or regular matches. And it's it's a wake-up call, I hope. I hope it's a wake-up call. I trust Popovich because Popovich arguably is my number one coach of all time right out there with Phil Jackson. Um but man, it's 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 a, it's a gut check time because you're not you're this ain't the NBA more. This is a different type of game, and you need to figure out. People need a, need an ego check because this ain't no equal play time. This is this is putting on for your country and winning ball games and putting that gold medal around your neck. There should never be a complacency to winning gold medals, no matter like Dame and Kevin Durant have won it before. But there shouldn't be any kind of oh I don't I don't need another one. There should be. You told me the other day they beat they held the record against they, they hold the record for biggest margin of victory against Nigeria. Eighty one points nine years ago. Yeah, and here we are losing they, by three. It, it it shows also to Nigeria because they their basketball they they have a bunch of NBA players now and that that that, that country has really built up their basketball, but we're Team USA. This is a gold standard, no pun intended. And I hope what's brewing is is a is a good ass chewing, because Popfish can do that very well. But it's an ego check at the door, and it's and if you if you're gonna tell me, look, Chris Middleton, Drew Holiday, and Devin Booker are missing for this team because obviously they're playing in the finals. But if you're telling me that's what's gonna make the difference, then you're you got more things coming because there's 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 some things they need to figure out. Yeah, that's for sure. Uh, my What's Brewing, presented by the High Alpine Brewing Company this week, it is uh, surrounding the All-Star game and kind of what we were talking about with Trevor Story. So the initial feeling, I think we were both pretty much on the same page, especially before the season started, that Trevor Story was some at some point of the season probably going to get traded more than likely, especially he wasn't, after the he was, yeah, He wasn't going to play in a Rockies uniform pass this season. For all of that talk and for the fact that it might still be a possibility, I mainly wanted to take my what's brewing and just point out to the fact that this guy, if he doesn't end up in a Colorado jersey anymore, it's not going to be by his own doing. He has done everything that he can for the Colorado baseball scene. It hasn't been that long. They said it in the in the Hall of Fame shrine that they had to Colorado last yesterday. Less than three decades that the Colorado Rockies have existed. Um, but I would be hard-pressed to say that Trevor Story hasn't been at least in the top 15 of the players in the franchise, especially positional player-wise. If you want to throw in pitchers, he maybe falls out of that, but top 15 positional player of all time as a Colorado Rocky. So shout-out Trevor Story. If this was the last weekend that we see you in a Colorado uniform, uh, I thank you for all everything that you've done for the franchise. The, the, one, the one thing I've realized about this past weekend more than anything – Colorado wants baseball. This this city wants it. This all everything the the whole city has shown out for this for this whole weekend. 
They they want it. They they are willing because look, Colorado is a very uh, newsflash. Colorado is an outdoorsy state. We love our Avalanche. We love our Nuggets. But the Broncos own this state. If the Rockies were halfway decent, they'd be the second biggest team here. Because who doesn't love going to a baseball game in a beautiful stadium where you overlook the mountains, overlook the city, you're right down the street from everything. This city wants to embrace this team, but the team, the, the organization doesn't. And, and I'm hoping eventually we'll get to a point where we're, we're not a laughing stock. But I'm going to tell you right now, this not this is not on the fans. This is not on the city because we have done everything possible to embrace these, this team. We have seen countless players come through, come through this organization where we would have loved to see where purple pinstripes for their whole career. The only person I can argue and say that is the, the Rocky for life right now is Todd Helton. Matt Holiday traded. Troy Tulowitzki traded. Nolan Arenado traded or uh, Trevor story about to be gone. Those DJ are the faces. The DJ, the Mayhew walked on the free agency. All of, all the best players have walked there. There, there is very, very few guys that you can say right now about the Rockies. Maybe you can throw Vinny Castillo as the only other Rocky for life in that conversation, but Larry Walker played in different uniforms too. This, this team doesn't have people to latch onto outside of Todd Helton. And, and the city wants to embrace it, but the organization has just not given it back. It's, it's strange because it, we, we talked to today, the hot dog stand that uh, Alan and I stopped before we got into the stadium today has been on 19th and wine coop for 27 years or at least some some semblance of that same corner once they started building mcgregor square he said he lost his original spot so he's been in the 19th of wine coop for seven years he's had a hot dog stand for 27 years that is as long as the franchise has been here every single season that the colorado rockies have played baseball they've had that hot dog stand like there there is some heavy heavy roots that the colorado rockies have laid down that they just aren't taking advantage of right now. I I'm ho- totally I'm ho- agree with they would be the second biggest team if, if they had any kind of product on the field worth, worthy of going and seeing. Because, look, if, if you are trying to go on a date, if you're trying to enjoy a Monday night, Friday night, Saturday, Saturday night, you just look up baseball tickets, and that's, that's the cheapest thing you could do and have fun because you can drink beer, you can have a hot dog, you can enjoy a baseball game, or you can just hang out with friends. It doesn't matter. You're in an outside atmosphere. Nuggets and average games, as much as I love them, I love them with all my passion. I love going to those games so much. But it's not the same feeling because you are encapsulated into an arena. You are in the game. Rockies games are, are – baseball games and football games are an experience. It's, it's more than just a product on the field or, or, or on the diamond. And the Rockies just have not done anything with that. I'm hoping the new general manager, whoever it is, I'm hoping it's an outside hire, can get to that point, but we'll see. All right, let's, uh, let's move on here to Off the Hinges, presented by the Unhinged Sports Network. Follow them at Network Unhinged. Uh, my Off the Hinges, it's Stephen A. Smith, and instead of him talking about hockey or basketball this week, uh, he got himself into a lot of uh, a good amount of trouble. And as we're recording this portion of the episode, I haven't been able to see how he defended himself. But they were discussing today on first take him and Max Kellerman as to whether or not Shohei Otani could be the face of baseball. And Stephen A. Smith's argument was no, 
because how can you be the face of baseball when you don't even speak English and you live in America? Stupid on, on a few accounts. First off, half of the league is not American and speak more than just English. So who gives a fuck if you speak English or not? Second, I believe that if you're truly transcendent, if you're the face of a sport, whatever you do on the field transcends. When Shohei Otani throws a 103-mile-an-hour fastball and then goes and hits a 417-foot home run, that transcends language. I don't care that I can't go up and have a conversation with him. That dude is the face of baseball. Third, if you're Stephen A. Smith and you want to stand up for all of these different social justice-type campaigns, you can't be making some, some dumbass statement like this. It's not directly derogatory towards that group, but basically saying that the only way that you'll acknowledge somebody of Asian, Asian descent as to whether or not they'll speak your language when playing the game that you created is ridiculous. You can't, you don't stand up for any kind of equality when you do something like that. It was asinine. I hope that he apologizes tomorrow. He needs to apologize because everything that that community, the Asian Pacific, the Asian American Pacific Islanders community that they've gone through so far this year, basically he just spat in the face of everything that they tried to move forward. That was a dumbass comment by Stephen A. Smith. And I guess I'm interested to see how he's going to respond to himself. Yeah, I'm gonna double off of that for my off the hinges as well. I'm gonna I'm gonna relate this back to something I wanna say three, four, maybe five years ago. Similar, very, very similar take, but in a different context. When Giannis was first becoming the Greek freak, one of the things that that people said of why he's not gonna be a superstar was because of his last name because you couldn't pronounce it, it didn't fit on a jersey, and that's going after his heritage, going after his family, and going after all the people with that last name. And and it went under the rug. I, I remember that to this day, because people were like, Giannis can never be a superstar because they don't know his last name. It's too hard to spell. It's too hard to this, too hard to that. It's the same thing. Giannis is arguably the best player in the world right now, and Shohei right now is the most exciting baseball player in the world. I would argue and say the most exciting athlete in the world right now. It, there is, there is, I, I it was, it was almost funny because walking around the Homer Derby and All-Star game and, and the, the Futures game and the convention center and all that, I saw so many Otani jerseys, so many. And, and, and it's, it's the, it's the, oh, how do I say this? It's the, I, I know this is weird comparing this. Because it's, it's very similar in a way, but it's the Yao Ming effect almost too. The Yao Ming Hakeem Olajuwon effect. Yao Ming, whenever he went to China, whenever he played basketball, number 11 Yao Ming jerseys were sold everywhere. Because everyone, this massive figure, bigger than life player that just loved the game, was excellent at what he does. Otani is very, very similar in that way. He, he is a larger than life. He is a damn good player. And I don't give a damn. I thought it was hilarious. That his that his interpreter interpreter was the catcher. I thought that was I thought that was funny because he, he was like, what did the he he leaned over to the catcher and was like, wait, what do they say on the announcer? It's like, can I go? Like it, it was it was funny because he he he's he's enjoying it. He's having fun and and baseball is 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 dying. I'm telling you right now, it's dying. And this kid is bringing it to life. He is. People are tuning in to. Tuesday night baseball or Monday night baseball, whatever they have on ESPN, because Otani's on the screen. I'm serious. 
look, Mike Trout, generational talent, arguably the best player of, of our of our of our age. Joey Otani's must watch more must watch TV than Mike Trout. He is. He just is. And and you have a chance to to build upon that and and you just you just tear tear people down. And, and I don't understand that. Going off of that. We we gotta start respecting these other teams also that play USA in basketball. I I, I now I piggybacked off that. Stephen A. Smith was another candidate of this. The USA sucked. Don't get me wrong, but can we talk about the greatness of what Nigeria has done since be, since getting their asses beat by eighty one points? That team had no right being on the same floor as Team USA not that long ago, and here they are putting their pride on, and no one wants to talk about it. I know Team USA. I like. I'm full board Team USA. I'm all the way, and 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 I root for no one else other than the red, white, and blue. But I understand. I I can ex- I respect greatness. And I respect teams playing their asses off because every time someone plays USA basketball, you're going to get your best shot. And teams have grown, and people are going to grow, and people are coming up in different ways. And basketball is a national, or sorry, a worldwide sport. And it's time to give recognition to these other players as well. Yeah, one other thing I wanted to bring up too, I saw a really good explanation. Ichiro Suzuki is a name that everybody will know. He always used an interpreter his entire career. I, I think that he speaks English well enough that he could probably do an interview in English. But his reasoning as to why he always used an interpreter, it was a respect to his own culture and the fact that he never forgot he came from Japan, which is why Shohei Otani is probably always going to use an interpreter because it's that same respect. Like, I'm not, even though I'm here now playing in America, playing in Los Angeles, I'm not forgetting the fact that I, I got big hitting home runs through the dome in Japan. I got big from the Japanese platform that was given to me, and then I'm taking it and running with it. So uh, that was just, I wanted to make sure I brought light to that because I think that was a huge statement from Ichiro Suzuki via his interpreter and the translation to English. So Stephen A. Smith, I'm really interested to see how tomorrow is going to go because he's not normally the kind of guy that'll uh, apologize for what he says. And, right. and, it's, uh, and, th- and this is taking away from the game, which is the last thing it should be doing, too. Yeah. Um, so you, you want to get into factor cap? Because we got another one. So we got a baseball one. I, 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 we're coming out with new ones every week. And since I'm keeping with the baseball theme, I thought this was really intriguing because Jimmy and I at the Futures game, or yeah, at the Futures game, we saw an Astros guy sitting next to a Pete Rose jersey. So it caught my mind. Well, maybe there's some Pete Rose scandals out there. Well, two most hated right? guys at the All Star game, by the way. No, no kidding. Pretty funny. They're sitting next to each other. But their the name popped in my head. Well, Pete Rose has a pretty big conspiracy too. People think about. So the commissioner that was the that that originally suspended Pete Rose for life. The, the conspiracy is that there was an agreement that Pete Rose was going to get reinstated. Interesting. But the, what happened was, let me pull it up. Pete Rose didn't fight the banishment from baseball because he had an agreement that he would, um, which, that he would be uh, reinstated eventually. And one of the biggest, oh, it's 
sorry, as I'm pulling it up. It's 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 such an interesting one because of of Pete Rose and the betting and the betting world we live in. Betting is is such a big big part of sports right now. Um, so the reasoning behind it is Bart Giamatti was the commissioner who suspended Pete Rose for life, and apparently eight days before the hearing for Pete Rose to get reinstated again, that commissioner passed away. Interesting. So after the new commissioner came in that they said they just let it go. And now Pete Rose is in a situation where he's banned for life. This is an interesting one because look, like I said, the betting sports, sports betting world is, is taking off and, and you can bet on your phone. You can bet on arenas. Their sports teams are getting sponsored by betting apps. It doesn't matter. The co- college athletes are getting sponsored by betting apps. Kind of funny. Like, like there is, it has gone so far. But betting on your own sports, obviously, Pete Rose is still banned for life. I would argue and say that there's a good chance he may get reinstated at one point because the guy should be a Hall of Famer because of everything he did. Even though the, he did something really, really bad, he should be a Hall of Famer. Um, but I am going to go with fact on this one. I, I think mm-hmm. that there is actually a good chance that he might have been reinstated. The, 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 the facts that, that the commissioner passed away right before the, the hearing and everything of him being reinstated is really fishy to me. I mean, obviously, they probably didn't kill him because he, he – I know, weird to say, mafia. We talked about <laughs> mafia last week. But the guy died the, of old the age. The Giamatti last name also is a total red flag for the mafia. Yeah, <laughs> red flag for that. But, I mean, I think, I, think, I think that there was something in place because Pete Rose barely fighting that is very, very interesting to me. And the fact that he, he was so – adamant on not necessarily is waiting till the hearing and waiting till it gets there makes me think that this could be very true. So I'm going to go with facts on this one. I'm going cap mainly because thinking about the timeline around baseball right now, uh, it's, it's about to get desolate and they're also about to have to deal with the whole steroid scandal. I think given that knowledge and the fact that Pete Rose, like, he probably wasn't the first pro athlete to have a gambling addiction. Obviously, Michael Jordan had a very, very big gambling addiction that's well known. You can't bet on the games that you play in. Whether, whether I, I believe the stories that I've heard is that Pete Rose always bet on the Reds to win, so he always had to still play as hard as he could because that was what his money was on, was, was his team winning. You can't fucking do that. You can't bet on the game that you're involved in. Bet on bet on your buddy's game that you played with, but don't bet on the game that you're going to show up and you actually have to do something for because it it never looks good. Oh, um, I, I'm not arguing that he should be because he, he, but he, 100. That is one of the, the lowest things you can do. That that ties in right to the Tim Donaghy thing with the NBA when he was rigging games. Uh, they, he should mm-hmm. never be able to referee a game again. I, I I completely understand that, but I also understand that. Sports betting was so raw. You know what I mean? Sport, like sports betting is not that what was it, illegal. What it was. It was. It, it was, was very. It was very illegal. Don't get me wrong, but it is not what it is today. And and that was, I think maybe the White Sox scandal, which we may get to at another factor cap. Yeah, segment that was the. Forward. That was nineteen nineteen. So yes, almost so that's something years. We, 100 years, 100 years ago. We may talk about that in a few weeks here or something down the line. Um, but that was one of the biggest at the time sporting scandals, betting things, because sports betting has been around ever since you could you could 
race horses. <laughs> like, like it, it has been around forever. It just hasn't been as big of a stage as it is now. And I do see that maybe the, the commission at the time might've had something to do with it back rows. Cause like I said, Pete Rose has some dough. He could try to push the envelope <laughs> a little bit. So I'm going to go. Grease the I'm pumps. Grease the pumps. Yeah. Uh, uh, I'm going cap. And uh, I don't know. I think maybe they told him that he was going to get reinstated just so that he would stay quiet so that they wouldn't have That's to true. deal with the whole media storm. But, you know, died under That's mysterious true. circum. Listen, Giamatti ended up with cement shoes one weekend. What can I say? It was tragic. He died. That's all I can say. Jordan, the mob, and now Pete Rose betting. We are we are coming after everybody. Yeah, you're we not target on our backs. We got a target on our backs. Yeah, be sure to vote uh, at FEOTB pod. Is this factor cap? Because we've been, been enjoying those. I think Nico's won both. So I'm not doing so well. But hey, this is that that's been factor cap. So now we can get into beats of the week. All right, now let's get into beats of the week. We've, uh, I mean, we'll, we'll, we'll be a hundred percent honest. You had a rough betting weekend this weekend. I had a great start. All-star weekend. Oh, I had a great, yeah, I had a great start on Sunday. Italy won me like 20 bucks. And then I, oh my God, I I lost money on Trevor story to win because I had to go to hometown kid. I lost money on Gallo versus Otani in the final. And then I both doubled, of them lost in the first round. Both of them lost the first round, and then I lost money on. I threw money on Mancini because I wanted a good story. But Pete Alonso apparently doesn't like good stories because he tore a kid's ACL and, at the same time, was beating a cancer survivor. So obviously, so obviously, uh, he uh, he he doesn't he doesn't like good stories. But shit. It was a it, it was, was a wild twelve hours. Oh yeah, but we I will say I got to point out. The one I said last week with tied to Avasa to win by KO and in the oh, first boy. round, both hit that parlay. Was and good. I hit so my Gilbert. Listen. Yeah, I hit my Gilbert Burns bet too. So I hope you listen to our UFC bets from last week. Yeah, we had a we had a good weekend for UFC. But w- with that being said, for this week, I'm gonna be looking ahead towards the 2020 quote unquote Olympic Games out in Tokyo, now being played in front of no fans because they just declared a state of emergency. But at least they're still getting it done. Uh, for the baseball, yes, baseball is an Olympic sport. You, Team USA is right now listed at plus 300. Second favorite odds to win the gold medal behind Japan, who is at plus 160, and then right in front of South Korea at plus 380. Uh, I like USA's line, and then I have another team that, that should be fun to watch for the gold medal in baseball for the Olympics. But I, I kind of like USA being the second best. That's interesting because, I mean, obviously MLB doesn't have players going um, because they're in season right now. And um, I think the only person I saw on that roster that I know, I think is Clint Frazier or something. I think that's the Mm -hmm. only player I knew. Everyone else is a bunch of young guys. So it'll be interesting to see, like I said, first time in the Olympics for baseball. So that's pretty cool. Um, I think golf is the first time ever too. So that's, that's pretty cool too. Uh, It's, it's Olympics are continuing to grow. So for me, like I said, like I said earlier, sons of four guy gone forever. Now we're, we're going to hammer down the bucks and seven. We're going to hammer down our bucks and seven. 
Bucks to win the series four to three at plus four sixty. Hammer that shit, baby. Bucks and seven. Well, I, I mean, look, I'm a roof of Suns, and we we for for our recording sake, it's better that the Suns win at five. Um, but I I I, I want to see a good series, and I haven't been able to keep up with much of it. Luckily, there was no basketball on Monday night or Tuesday night because I wouldn't have been able to watch a lick of it. And we guys can watch it tonight on Wednesday, which would be a very interesting game. But yeah, Bucks and seven—that'd be a lot of fun. Bucks have only lost one one game game at home, so mm-hmm. it's. I think we could be seeing a long haul of a long haul of a uh, of a uh, series, and I think that it'd be the first time since man, what year it was twenty sixteen since the NBA Finals went seven games, which was the. Uh, LeBron versus Golden State. It they they say that it's not a series until you lose a game at home, and neither team has lost a game at home yet. And the Deer District, give them credit. They they are doing what they can to help get this team to where they want to go. And Giannis is actually cementing. I feel like this series for Giannis is cementing his status as one of those great players. You know, maybe if he wins a championship, maybe he goes down as one of the greater players of all time, but at least one of the greatest players of his generation is what he's cementing now. Um, moving forward into my next beat of the week, I'm going golf for the Olympic Games. Justin Thomas, plus 1,000. Second best odds to win the gold medal for the golf uh, Olympic times. Uh, John Rahm is the favorite at plus 500. So the Spaniard takes top billing, but I like Justin Thomas. Justin Thomas shows up big in big tournaments. And I would say that the Olympic games, especially the first Olympic games that golf is going to be involved in is a, a big tournament. Yeah. The U S open is, is arguably the second biggest um, tournament outside of the masters, obviously. So, and Ram, you picked Ram, right? That was Ram. But yeah. Ram. No, I was Ram. picking uh, J- JT. Oh yeah. Ram has been on a roll, but JT is a sleeper. I, I would almost take the wrong line, but JT has been sneakily good, sneakily good. So I'd look out for that. All for right, as, so my, as sneaky as he is, plus 1,000 is a pretty, pretty Yeah, plus 1,000 is very, very good odds. Um, so for me, I'm going to go right alongside your uh, gold medal thing for Team USA. Total Team USA gold medals. Over 43 and a half. We're taking them all home, baby. We're bringing them all home. So, so over 43 and a half. I don't, honestly, I have no idea how many events are, it's possible to bring home a gold medal. I have no idea how many total is possible, but we're going to, we're going to sweep the board and we are going to take home all the gold medals over, I mean, probably not all of them, but over 43 and a half. Absolutely. That's, you know, good on you. At that point, um, now to kind of wrap up this this segment, I'm trying to see, looking through, uh, kind of sucks that the UFC ended up being last weekend because I would have loved to have some of the UFC lines on this one. Uh, let's see here. I'll go. I've been doing a couple of the NCAA over-unders for win totals, so we'll go ahead and look at those. Um, actually, they have the conference championships, so – Right now, as it stands for the Big Ten Championship, Wisconsin sitting at plus 600, Ohio State at minus 220. Ohio State's going to have to – this is their first season uh, with Ryan Day and no Justin Fields. It's going to be interesting to see how they solidify those uh, holes that they they lost into the draft on the offensive side. Wisconsin's got a quarterback that's solidified. 
and they're always tough with their running game. So Wisconsin plus 600 to win the Big Ten championship, I'm a, I'm pretty intrigued by that betting line for an underdog kind of pick. I'm, yeah, I'm still not betting. I'm still not betting against Ohio State in the Big Ten. I'm sorry. It's just I know you hate that school for whatever reason, bro. I'm really not gonna bet against them. For my last one, so obviously before the All Star game happened, um, Ronald Cunha went down with a torn ACL, unfortunately. And I know this this line is is minus, but you need to hammer it. Jacob Degrom to win NL MVP. He he is. Because right now the it's right now a two, it's a two man race basically right now the odds have it Jacob Degrom at minus one oh five and Fernando Tatis at plus one fifteen unless Tatis has this unreal second half Degrom is the best player in the National League yes I understand that the Cy Young Award goes to the best pitcher but Degrom is that good where he deserves both of them and it was unfortunate mm-hmm. we didn't get to see him pitch in the All Star game because he pitched on Sunday I believe it was um, but man it's he deserves the NL MVP now that Acuna is basically is, is done for the year and minus 105 you can basically crack even your 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 return um, so I like that one a lot for NL MVP that would be a kind of confidence setter again if you've been on a streak of bad at least you can put money on Jacob DeGrom and he'll win you the bet might not win you a lot of money but those for the NL MVP it's top two and everybody else Trey Turner I don't think he's going to come close Castellanos isn't going to be that close and neither like it's Fernando Tatis and Jacob DeGrom and it'll come down to whether or not the voters this year decide that a pitcher can win both the MVP and the Cy Young like you said um, so yeah those are those are the lines for this week be sure to get some of your some of the bets in that we told you because like we said we hit a couple of them last week and now let's go into player and play of the week and, and we'll start with uh, we'll go start with player of the week. Uh, who do you, who do you got for this week's player of the week? So, so for my player of the week, I'm going to go Vlade Jr. Like I said, Vlade Jr. It's, he made so much history this week. I mean, with this weekend, he, like I said, he hit one of the longest home runs and in all-star game history. He, he went, he became the third father son duo. Like we mentioned earlier to, to Homer in the Derby. Um, he is Special. Let's put it that way. The dude is unreal. He didn't. I mean, he only, he went two for two. He had an RB. Uh, he had. Oh, actually, you get an RB every hitting home run. I I knew. Mm-hmm. I know that now. <laughs> I didn't know that before. Now I know that. Uh, but yeah, the dude. The dude is dude is special. Um, I want to do Otani here, but since he had a tough performance in the home run derby, I'm gonna I'm gonna put it as at Vladdy as my player of the week. My player of the week is uh, also gonna be involved surrounding the all-star weekend, but it's Pete Alonzo for his home run derby performance, 35 home runs in a round. We saw a record set there and the dude did not miss every single ball that he made contact with was going 10 feet over the wall. There was no wall scrapers. There was no, Oh, maybe Pete Alonzo was there to, to defend his title. And he did exactly that. And, you know, bonus points for having the chain that spun around, I'm a die. People that know me know I love John Cena when he had the spinner championship, both the U.S. title and the WWE championship. So that brought back good memories when he spun his chain. Um, but Pete Alonso is my player of the week. That was a hell of a performance. Yeah, I saw the video of Alonzo. They, they put side by side of Alonzo and his pitching coach and where he put the ball and the way he hit the ball. Three of them side by side. It looked almost identical. 
shout out the pitching coach because the pitching mm-hmm. coach was just was just like you good all right let's go all right, you good? Let's go. And just, just not, not, not rushing him because he knew he could, he could rattle off so many in, in a quick amount of time. And man, Pete was, like I said, man, that Homer Derby, that that was a top five sporting event I've ever been to. I can, I can say that yeah. now, right now. So that was one of the top five sporting events I've ever been to. And Pete Alonso just wrecked some balls. He is made for that derby, and he is made for Coors Field. <coughs> made for Coors Field. Please, Mets, don't pay him. Please. You also said that he's uh, made more money in the home run derbies than his actual contract has paid him. He made two he, million he, in the home run yeah. derbies and only one point five in his contract. He's yeah, he's only made a million and a half near about um, because he's still on his rookie deal, and every time you win a home run derby, it's a million dollars. Just, just to put it in perspective, the winner of the dunk contest, Jimmy, 50K. And a car, like, and a Kia. And, and a Kia, which is, is no offense, is, is not that special. A million dollars? Especially for six foot ten, guys. <laughs> oh, my God. A million dollars, a spinner thing, a, a trophy? Pete Alonso may may do home and derbies his whole career, and that's what's what he'll be known for. Because why the hell would you not try to compete every year and try to win a million dollars? Because that's the easiest cash he'll ever make. Uh, I I love it. Um, now let's get into play of the week, so we can send everybody home happy. My play of the week, it's the cup clinching goal. We do have a new Stanley Cup champion, well, not a new Stanley Cup champion, a repeat Stanley Cup champion, and uh, Andre Vasilevsky set the record for five straight shutouts and series clinching games for the Tampa Bay Lightning as they hoist the Stanley Cup for the second time. But Ross Colton, the cup clinching goal, third liner, just like Blake Coleman last season, uh, and just happened to be in the right place at the right time. McDonough got a, a great setup, and he put it home and won them another championship. That was – it's one of the more dominant Stanley Cup champions I can remember for the past couple of years. That was a hell of a run by the Tampa Bay Lightning. So Ross Colton's goal is my play of the week. Yeah, kind of, kind of funny. We're 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 nearing fifty episodes, and we're talking about Tampa Bay twice now, winning Stanley Cup. Luckily, we'll have mm-hmm. a new NBA champion, but twice about winning Stanley Cup, and twice it's it's been a fourth liner or third line guy winning the cup for them. So pretty cool. So for my play, play, so so my play of the week, I'm gonna give an honorable mention because. Which one should I give the honorable mention to? Oh shit! Yeah, we're we're uh, we're, we're okay. We're gonna give the honorable mention to Jarrett Walsh. Chris Bryant had bases loaded twice, and he had two chances. We were both like, "All right, Jimmy was hammered. He was he was ready. He was like, oh, wait, the bases are loaded. Hold on, wait a minute.'" And I was like, "All right, he's gonna hit a grand slam here. We're gonna tie the game, or we're gonna be up by one, and I'm gonna hit my money line, or hit my over." Or not hit my over, hit my cover, because they'll hit another home run too. And the motherfucker, he 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 gets he he gets a hold of the ball, a good ball, gets a hold of a good ball. And Jarrett Walsh, the other outfielder in 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 Los Angeles or Anaheim, between Mike Trout and Shohei Tani, the left fielder, Jarrett Walsh is pretty good too. Dude makes a diving play, unreal. That's the honorable mention. Probably the play of the All-Star game, no doubt about that, other than Vladdy Jr.'s home run. Now, the actual play of the week, oh, my God. Talk about a poster and a half. Camp Johnson baptized P.J. Tucker so badly. Oh, my God. He 
he so he, he got the ball from half. He it looked like he jumped from the free throw line. Like PJ Tucker tried to get over, try to take a charge. Man, if you if you see a freight train like Cam Johnson, who is known to put down dunks like no other, do not get in this man's way. Be smart. Don't do that. Things are not going to end up well for you. I mean, although the Bucks won, Cam Johnson had arguably the poster of the playoffs. Man, he rose over the top of him and 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 stunted on him. Man, I, it was it was one of the most vicious posters I've ever seen because the the amount of force he put the ball through the hoop. Like you heard the hoop, like the sound of his fist or his hand hitting the re- hitting the rim uh, once he put the ball through because it was just so aggressive. It was very similar. It's like a Russell Westbrook type dunk where you hear the rim get jammed. Basically, it was like that, but he jumped over PJ Tucker and it was unreal. You gotta learn to live a fight another day. Don't get in front of him. Just just get out of the way. You'll you'll get, get him some way, other time. Another time. Another time. Another time. Yeah. You're standing on the tracks and the train's coming through. Exactly. All right. That is going to bring us to an end of episode 49. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in. This was a fun episode. We recorded it between a couple of days, just like how we had a few days out at Coors Field. Uh, like I said, like we said earlier, shout out to the people who uh, were at Coors Field and the staff running it. It was an awesome event. One of, especially the Home Run Derby, one of the events that I've ever been to in my life. And I know Nico feels the same way, um, but that was an amazing weekend, and, and we shout had some to, amazing sports to go along with it. So, yeah, shout out to the police force too, and shout out to everyone mm-hmm. that kept us safe. We we there was no doubt. We didn't say it to to one another, but we were scared Sunday. There was there was no mm-hmm. doubt that we were we were a little worried when when oh when that news broke um, of of the loaded guns or the guns in the hotel room and everything. It was a little bit of worry. And we are home in one piece because of the law enforcement because of the maid. Um, I, I don't think, like I said earlier, I don't think she wants her name plastered everywhere. So you know who you are. You saved a lot of lives and you made the experience for us so incredible um, that that we will be talking about this for years and years to come. Definitely. Uh, with that being said, be sure to follow us on our social media at FEOTP pod. We posted a lot of videos that we were taking this weekend at Coors Field. So be sure to check those out. Um, and that's the best way to also get in, interactive with us. We've been going back and forth with a lot of Blues fans the last couple of weeks with Landis Cog's contract situation and his free agency. Um, so if you have a take that you want to get, get us in on, uh, at FEOTB Pod, tweet at us. Listen to our episodes live with the premiere on the Unhinged Sports Network every Wednesday from 1 to 3 p.m. Eastern on hingesn.airtime.pro. There's 24-7 coverage, sports coverage for fans, by fans, at that URL, and then you can listen to our full episodes on demand exclusively afterwards. And the new Factor Caps, we're, we're doing those every Friday now, and we've released the poll. So you guys can decide amongst yourselves what you guys think about the conspiracies, but uh, we're going to start Rose, rolling yeah, out the, some other new segments. Yeah, the Pete Rose one was really, really enjoyable. Um, like I said, this whole episode was baseball-themed, 
didn't think mm. I'd talk this much about baseball ever, honestly. <laughs> kind of kind of a different different feel for me, but this weekend this week, I guess, weekend was so much fun. I hope you all enjoyed this episode because man, like I said, the derby was unreal. The 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 convention center futures game was unreal. The the all-star game itself was unreal, man. It was it was an awesome, it was a, a fantastic weekend of sports. Let's put it that way. Because the amount of stuff too, man, but there, there was there was so much we didn't even get a chance to talk about because because we, because we had, we, we had to talk about what we went to, what our experience was. Mm-hmm. There's so much we didn't even get a chance to talk to. So, um, we'll, we'll, we'll talk about that as, as the future weeks come up. But man, it was, it was a lot of fun. Yeah. With that, continue to subscribe. Leave five star rating and review if you're subscribed on YouTube or your podcasting flat platform. Unsubscribe and resubscribe. That'll help out the show as we continue to bring you guys as, as the best content that we can uh, for that. This has been Far End of the Bench, episode 49. For myself, Jimmy Pilato, my co-host, Nico Bryant. Thank you, for everybody, for tuning in. We will see you next week. Peace! When the night is cold and lonely This is a dollar bill, was it the money that made me a savage? Popping them pipes and I made it a habit. Towing them pistols and serving them addicts. That was exciting to me. I'm so excited to be. Started with nothing, we had to inspire to be. Elephants again, head me. I'm getting to it. Feel like the man, I got the plan. I call the shooters, they out with the van. Play with the squad, get piled like a sand. Piled like a perk, I'm going here. I'm going crazy. I'm yeah, sticking up for nigga, let that music like I look a sand. I'm in the kitchen, compressing the bird. Take out a nine and I sell it.